We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. I am Scott Jensen, back with you after a week off. I apologize for missing a week last week. Uh, back with Ryan Belongi, as always, on Fridays. We could uh, we appreciate it if you guys could rate and review the podcast. Helps us out a lot. Helps people find the podcast, etc. We are sponsored by WinBet. Obviously, appreciate them for, uh, for being a partner on the podcast all year long. Uh, Ryan, first of all, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that stuff. How is everything with you? Oh yeah, everything's good. Um, moved back to London, so we got a change of scenery. Um, nice, a little bit, yeah. So yeah, uh, last week, uh, Bengals stacks won everything. L- looking back, uh, it's pretty obvious. You know, Joe Burrow under six K for maybe the first time all season against the Ravens, who had, you know, were banged up in the secondary and had sort of been getting shredded by the pass, and almost no one was on Burrow. Uh, him and T Higgins were not very popular. Neither was Chase. Um, you could have stacked that game almost any way. Uh, Mark Andrews continued to crush. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we'll find a spot like that uh, this week and try to win a tournament. Yeah, it was it was wild. I played very light last week just because we didn't do – I didn't do the podcast, and I was just kind of busy with holiday stuff. I played one team, did pretty well, didn't have Burrow. I don't know if I had, you know, if I had really dug into it, if I would have gotten there. I played Josh Allen, which, you know, worked pretty darn well too. But, uh, yeah, Burrow was obviously – anytime you go, what, uh, what was that, 525 and four? Like, there's like 10 games ever in the NFL with, with over 500 yards and four touchdowns. Like a historic level game. So, uh, every time I looked up, someone – T. Higgins was catching another 20-yarder. So, it was uh, – a wild game. We have a we have a huge slate this week. Uh, the NFL sprung no Saturday games, no Thursday games on us. Um, so we have a huge slate this week. We have 14 games on this. You know, we were working uh, midseason. We had some buys and Thursday games. We had like 10, 11 games. Um, this is a 14-game slate. It's huge. Nine early, five late. Uh, before we get into it, I'm just kind of curious. How do you, like, kind of deal with something like this? With, with, with this biggest slate, um, does that, what is that, how does that affect how you kind of prep, how you, uh, how you build your teams? Um, I think, I think in general, um, I'm less concerned about, uh, less concerned about popularity or or, or roster ship percentage, you know, with 14 games, you're probably going to be unique. Yeah. A a few guys will still be very popular, but less so than on most weeks. So I don't think you need to do anything crazy 
to get leverage. You can kind of play uh, whichever you think is the best chalk and, um, you know, one or two guys that are going to be, you know, everyone's going to be a little bit less popular than usual because yeah. we have three or four more extra games. Um, so it's kind of just, you know, play the best plays even more so. And, and not so, not so, not so worried about, uh, who's going to be popular or do I have too chalky of a lineup? Yeah, that was pretty much my answer on it. It's like, as you spread out, I mean, you've got 28 quarterbacks to pick from. You've got, you just have so much stuff. And, you know, all those top running backs are all playing and they're all on the slate. It's like, you know, we, we get weeks where, you know, last week we always had the cheap running backs were pretty easy and obvious for them. You know, we just have, there's a lot of big names when you don't have teams on by, you don't have teams uh, there, all that, that kind of stuff. And I also do, uh, I also cross off games a little bit more than I would in a 10 game slate. Like there's, there's a couple of games here. We have a, we have a 37, a 37 and a half, a 39 and a half, um, you know, over under totals. And, you know, I've got a, maybe a play or two here and there in some of those games, but like for the most part, like I kind of flew through those games as I was, I was researching for this. And, you know, if you, if you have so many choices, I tend to kind of be a little more likely to just kind of get rid of some games. So uh, yeah, I, I did that a little bit too, but we do have a Sunday night game that won't be on the slate. That's Minnesota Green Bay, kind of a fun game there. And then Cleveland at Pittsburgh, um, less fun from a fantasy's perspective there on Monday night. So we won't be talking about those, but it's another interesting week in terms of totals. Um, we have two games that are over 50 on the slate. Uh, we've got Arizona Dallas 51 and a half. Casey and Cincy is 51. And then that's, those are the only two games, not only, not only over 50, but over 47. Like there are just not a lot of high games. A little bit later, we're going to talk about which games you and I think, um, you know, a, a, aside from those two are good ones to stack kind of games where attacking might go over the total, might get a little more back and forth than that one. Uh, but there's nine games under 45 this week. Like you're going to have to pick and choose and find some games that um, you think are going to go over the Vegas total. You're going to have to pick some plays from those games. Um, on the super low side, we got Detroit and Seattle's 42 and a half. Jacksonville, New England's 41 and a half. Miami, Tennessee, New, New, uh, the Giants of Chicago, and Carolina, New Orleans, all under 40. So we've got a lot of low games on here. It's, a, it's an interesting slate where we should see a lot of people um, kind of stack those two big games. Yeah, I think so. Um, I agree with what you said about crossing games off on bigger slates. I, yeah. I like that idea. I'll cross a few of these games off. Um, and I think, uh, like you mentioned, those two games over 50 – will be popular so if you stack them you might need one or two pieces of of leverage to to try to get a bit different um yeah we've seen a lot of low totals on these slates recently and a lot of these games just don't look great so a lot of people will go to dallas arizona uh there's some good salaries in that game and then people will also go to kc uh, I think I think Casey says the big one, especially coming off last week with Cincinnati's explosion. I think that game. I mean, I think everybody's talking about the game. Everyone wants to watch that game. Um, obviously, it's a weather thing too. I mean, weather. We talk about weather as we get here. You know, this is the time of year where weather weather really matters. We've seen that mm -hmm. where you know you, you're going to get some snow. There, the Sunday night game. Uh, there's talk of it being three degrees at kickoff. Like, man, I don't think that's. If it's like not raining or not sleeting or not snowing, wherever it may be in Green Bay, I think that'll be okay. Like you could deal with cold weather, but um, you know, this is one of those days, one of those weeks that were Sunday morning. Um, you got to flip through the weather, make sure we don't have any like you know snowy, windy games in terms of the, terms of pass offenses. Absolutely, yeah. I'm glad you brought up weather. Um, last week, I thought there was big edge on that on the afternoon slate when you saw the conditions in Seattle for that yeah. Bears game. Um, I initially uh, at about noon. I was planning to have around a hundred percent of DK Metcalf and some of the, some of the passing game. Then I saw, you know, the snow and the conditions 
and I went all the way to zero DK Metcalf. So I, I was, you know, I was so tilted when he caught that 40 yard touchdown right away. Um, that happened and to be, he only, had two, he only had one catch for one more yard after that. So still didn't do great. But if you caught that weather, yeah, it was a big edge to avoid the passing games and then load, uh, you know, David Montgomery and even Rashad Penny, who had yep. huge games in the snow. Uh, so, yeah, we haven't been paying attention to weather uh, for the most part up until, you know, this last week. And But going forward, yeah, very important. Um, you know, dome games look better and yep. cold, snowy games look worse for the passing game and sometimes can be good for the running game. Yeah, that's a good point. And obviously wind is a big thing for me too. Like that's that's the one factor. Like if you're going to get those big gusts, teams are just not willing to throw the ball. More than I mean, sometimes quarterbacks look fine, but like the coaches just want to run the ball. They want to run the clock. And we just obviously don't want that from a fantasy perspective. But uh, so let's talk about some uh, some guys we think are going to be popular. We talked about, you know, the with the big slate, you know, popular does come down. I think the first name we have to talk about in terms of talking about who's going to be on a lot of teams is what to do this week with Trey Lance. He is uh, 4,800 at quarterback. Um, all indication is that he's going to start for the 49ers this week. Uh, as a 49ers fan, I'm excited to watch a little nervous. I, I really want him to be good. Uh, but it's certain, we'll, we'll obviously know by Sunday what's going to happen for sure. But Jimmy Garoppolo has not practiced the last three days. I can't fathom they're going to use him after not practicing all week. He was terrible against Tennessee last week. Uh, cost them that game, in my opinion. Had a couple of really bad picks. Um, a couple – I mean, missed Kyle Juszczyk for a wide-open touchdown. So – uh, a weird little, like, maybe changing of the guard moment. Obviously, depends how Trey Lance looks. Um, but 4800 for a guy who runs the ball is really, really cheap when you get that rushing floor in there. Yep. Um, Trey Lance is too cheap for this spot. Um, I think for cash games, he's basically a lock, I would say. I I'm going to be playing him in cash for sure. Um, you know, it's a good matchup at home against Houston. He ran the ball 16 times uh, in his last start for 89 yards. Um, you know, he, if he was 6,000, you know, he'd probably still be a decent play and a decent cash option, uh, right. in this spot, but 4,800. Yeah. It's just really cheap. And, um, we might not have like, you know, it's early, but we might not have the crazy cheap value that, that we've had recently and rostering Lance at QB allows you to spend up for the, you know, if Jonathan Taylor, Cooper cup, maybe an expensive tight end, uh, so, yeah, I think Lance for cash games just makes a ton of sense. Um, and then, of course, he's a good tournament play, too. Um, I, I'm not sure about, you know, his passing upside. Uh, I think I probably prefer uh, Kittle and Debo when Garoppolo's in there. But, you know, it's tough to say. We haven't seen much of Lance. Um, I'm not sure how popular those guys will be in tournaments, so it might be okay. I, I, I can see people not wanting to spend for Debo and Kittle, uh, with Lance in there. So I think, you, you know, it, it's probably good for tournaments too. Uh, you can always, you can also play him naked in tournaments though. Yeah. Uh, you got to say that a $4,800 quarterback who, who runs. Yeah. So I'll, I'll play him in cash and I'll probably have some exposure in tournaments too. It's a good price. And, you know, he's got a pretty clear path to 20 points and that that's really good uh, for 4,800. Yeah. I'm fascinated to see what they're going to do in terms of the offense. They were very limited with the offense when he played um, against Arizona the first time. But like you said, ran 16 times. But 
he was 15 to 29. I mean, he still threw the ball 30 times. They were down in that game. Um, he was one night, and there was no George Kittle in that game either. So, like, the offense and Brandon Ayuk kind of wasn't fully out of the doghouse yet. Like, their offense is way more uh, full of weapons at the moment than it was when he, when he first played. So, it'll be interesting. I have to think that, uh, you know, with a, with the kind of a game plan in place, Shanahan will have some stuff built in for him. Um, but it'll be fascinating. You'll see. We'll, we'll know kind of, you know, how much he, he apparently he's looked good in practice, been like playing scout quarterback and, you know, got player of the week a couple of those weeks and really, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, how aggressive they are. I guess my only concern would be they are playing Houston. If they get up with some, you know, some running early on, you know, maybe they just hand the ball off 25 times in the second half. So there is, there is a floor here, but you know, it's uh, with his rushing ability, um, it's just it, it's hard not to do it at 4800. But if you were to if you're in a tournament, you want to get away from Lance, you want to do something else. Um, I would assume Josh Allen is the most popular. He's 8000 though. He's really pricey, but um, he's rolling right now. Um, three touchdowns in each of his last three games. They're playing Atlanta. They're at home. You know, with a, a, another weather check. See how it'll be in Buffalo on game day. But a really good matchup. Atlanta just cannot get after the quarterback. They're last in the NFL in pressure rate. They're last in sacks. They're 30th in passing points per yard. Like it's it's a mess of a defense there. Um, you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. We talked about even Garoppolo without the rush would be it would be a play there. Um, game script is a problem here. They're big favorites against Atlanta. You know, maybe they hand the ball off, but uh, when it comes to Josh Allen, you know, he's kind of part of the running game too, and he's he's involved in everything they do there. Yeah, I agree. I think Allen's the top spend up. Um, like you said, I think weather weather is important with that yeah. game being in Buffalo. Um, so I'll look to that as sort of uh, the decider whether I want to roster Allen in tournaments or not. Yeah, there's blowout risk. Um, there is for a lot of these games. Um, I'm not so much worried about that. Um, Allen and the Bills can put up five touchdowns in the first half uh, and he can get there. Um, I think there's some quarterbacks in the mid-range uh, that look good too. Um, this 6,800, 6,700, 6,600, this sort of high six range, you have Herbert, Dak, and Jalen Hurts. I yep. think uh, any of those make for good tournament plays. Um, I don't know. I, I probably shouldn't have skipped from the very top. I don't know. Did you <laughs> want to talk about Mahomes, Brady, those guys at all? I think when we talk about passing stacks and stacking because of games, we will. We'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely get into those quarterbacks. We'll talk about Mahomes and Brady and, and Joe Burrow. But I agree that that high 6,800 range is interesting. I think there's enough guys in there when nobody will like jump out and be super popular. I know people like Jalen Hurts with the rushing ability. He just he scares me a little bit just based on the fact that you got to get those rushing touchdowns. He only ran the ball twice last week, which is a little concerning. And you don't want to rely on the passing. But you know they played Washington two weeks ago. He he was really big in that game. He had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, you know he only had 38 yards rushing. But he had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, so I think people will like going back to that matchup. Washington hasn't been able to stop anybody, uh, any quarterbacks all year long. So it's uh, the matchup is good there. But uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of plays in the middle. We'll talk about that. But I think Allen probably jumps out a little bit, and then obviously Trey jumps way off the page at 4800. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh... I should also mention Taysom Hill uh, back, and he's six thousand. Uh, I have no, I have no idea what to do with that one. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be fully, uh, fully open on that one. I saw the price. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I'm like, I see the New Orleans offense. I'm like, yeah, less interesting, but um, yeah, he certainly. I mean, he certainly runs so much that he can get there for pretty easily, pretty quickly. Yeah. So if we didn't have Trey Lance on the slate, I think people would be talking a lot more about Taysom Hill. Yeah, that's um, a good point. So I don't. You know, yeah, I don't think he'll be too popular, but we know what kind of upside he has with that rushing. And then, you know, similar to what I said about Lance, if we didn't have Lance, um, I think people would also be talking about Tyler Huntley. Um, 5,600 is a pretty good price. Obviously, 
you know, this is assuming Lamar is out, which he hasn't practiced as of yet. But uh, I watched, I watched that, I watched that one clip of Lamar uh, and practice the other day. And I don't, I don't think there's any way he's playing. No, yeah, I don't either. And uh, you know, Huntley's Huntley's shown uh, to be a good fantasy quarterback. Thirteen yeah. rushes for seventy-three yards last time out. Actually, at least forty yards rushing in all three of these starts. Um, and 5,600 is a good price tag. So I think you can consider Hundley as well in, in that lower range. When we talk about, uh, we talk about games to stack outside of the big two, Tyler Huntley might come up in my conversation. I'm just, I'm just going to tease that right now. Um, what about running back? There's a lot of mid range running backs. I want to talk about, I think we'll talk about them. When we talk about mid range, but Jonathan Taylor is 9,000, um, against the Raiders. Pretty good matchup there. We have the risk of Carson Wentz is uh, we don't, uh, kind of up in the air at the moment with the COVID stuff. We don't know if he's going to make it back in time. Um, how interested are you in Taylor? The offensive line is fine. They, they were missing three guys last week. They are back now, um, including Quentin Nelson, who was on the COVID list. Um, do you need Wentz to play to play Taylor at the price? Uh, where do you feel about this at 9000 Yeah, uh, I wanted to ask you that. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I like Taylor better with or without Wentz. I mean, you know, if Wentz isn't in there, um, there's still going to be favorites in this game against the Raiders, um, and they might have to lean on Taylor more. Um, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's tough to say that. He's getting, you know, 25, 30 carries a game. Right. Um, It's a little concerning that he hasn't been involved in the passing game recently um he actually has zero catches in the last three weeks only two targets um so yeah i mean i liked of course i like taylor i don't know if i'd rather have him with wentz or without wentz what where do you fall on that i think i'd rather have him with wentz it's not like wentz is a guy that's going to drop back and throw it 40 times but i just like the threat of that i assume that if sam ellinger plays um, the Raiders will stack the box. I mean, you might as well dare him to throw if you can. I don't know. I mean, with Taylor, he can still bust one. Last week was weird. Like, their offensive line was pretty decimated. He had 108 yards, but he had, like, a 45-yard t- like uh, carry early in the game. And he was kind of just average and didn't do much after that. It was, like, whatever that was, 26 for 40 or for 60-something the rest of the carries. But um, their offensive line is back. Uh, the Raiders played the Denver running backs really well last week. Javante Williams was, like, 7 for 12. Um, the Raiders have only had 200-yard rushers all year, so – um, this matchup doesn't scare me, but the Raiders haven't been thrashed on the ground either. It's tough. He's 9,000. He's really expensive, but, you know, has just been a beast all year long. Last week, like was, was the first time in 11 games he hadn't scored a touchdown. Um, I think I'd rather have Wentz play, though. I think uh, I'd rather have at least that threat of, uh, you know, kind of a veteran quarterback in there. I, I think that's uh, – I think I think to play 9,000, I probably need Carson to play. Yeah, you know, I think I agree with you because with Wentz in there, you know, you figure they're going to be inside the 20 a lot more often. So you got to figure Taylor's touchdown equity is considerably higher with Wentz in there and, you know, a better offense. Yeah, I, I agree there. Um, we're talking mid-range running backs in a little bit. I think there's a whole bunch of guys in like kind of that uh, 5,000 or 7,000 range that are playable. There's also a lot of guys between 7,000 and 9,000 at Taylor that are probably going to be low percentage this week. You know, it's just tough to get them in, but we'll talk about those also. But I want to hit uh, popular receivers real quick. I think there's two guys in the 6,000s that really jumped out as like, oh my gosh, everybody's going to be carrying those. It's, it's Antonio Brown at 6,100. It's Jalen Waddell at 6,700. Um, did those jump off the page to you as much as they did to me? Yeah, absolutely. Both those guys. Um, Antonio Brown still mispriced without uh, Chris Godwin. He should be he should be seven thousand for sure without Godwin uh, for any matchup. Um, not to mention a matchup against the Jets. 
Uh, yeah, so yeah, 15, I think 15 targets last week is just massive. 15 targets last week. Yeah. 10 catches um, spot against the jets and just too cheap. Um, so Brown. Yep. Brown's a, a lock for cash games again. Um, not a must for tournaments, but obviously a good play. And then Waddle. Yeah. Um, I like Waddle in cash games too. Uh, those targets, 12, 11, 10, um, just the, the way they use him, you feel safe. You feel safe with Waddle that he's going to get his catches. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think those are the popular players in, in the 6K range. Uh, yeah, I mean, Waddle, I mean, Waddle's just so involved right now. You mentioned the targets, but, you know, last seven games, it, was, it goes a ways back. He has nine-plus targets in six of those seven. He has eight-plus catches in five of those seven. Like, that's PPR gold. You start at eight points before you even, you know, get off the get off the bus. Like, that, that's just huge in PPR. He has 90-plus yards in the last three games, so now he's combining the catches with actually doing something with them. Um, not only that, Tennessee, who they're playing, is is last in the NFL in catches, yards, and points per game to slot wide receivers. Like the matchup works, the play that works, the player works, the way they're playing right now works, uh, the way he's kind of sinking with Tua works. Um, I was surprised he was 6,700, probably because he played a Monday Night Football last week. He didn't he didn't get the bump up after the uh, the, the 92 yards and a touchdown. I, I think that he jumps out too. And you mentioned Brown. I mean, just the, the Jets are just it's a, they're a mess. They're 31st in wider in targets uh, yards per target to wide receivers. Um, you know, you mentioned oh Godwin, no Mike Evans. Also, it looks like it's pretty much him and Gronk. Um, I just think I, I think Brown and Wild jumped way off to me. I was a little surprised on both of their prices. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was just looking at Evans quickly. I think we're gonna have Evans back. Oh, you do. All right. I, last I read, it was it was looking pretty pretty uh, pretty questionable on him, but that's uh, that's good at least. I just see, yeah, the note here says he was running routes and he was catching passes and which those are both good things for a wide receiver. Yeah. He, he appears to be activated uh, from, from the reserve COVID oh, list. Nice. Right. It's not official yet. Um, but yeah. So, so if, if Evans didn't play, yeah, that's a, that's another big bump to Brown. Uh, if Evans does play, you can definitely get off Brown for tournaments. Um, but as of now, yeah, my cash lineup had, Cooper Cup, Waddle, and Brown in there. I think it's pretty straightforward, uh, and you'll have the salary for that if you want to do it. Yeah, so, I mean, we and we obviously mentioned Trey Lance. And it just forty eight hundred quarterback opens up so much you can do uh, everywhere mm-hmm. else. So, let's talk about some uh, some tournament stuff, some stacks here. But first, a note from our sponsors at WinBet. There's one thing we do. We appreciate here at RotoWire is making good decisions, and even more so making the right decisions. Listen up, I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital, digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more. All your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino, take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states: Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. All were rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 all on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Ryan, this is one of those weeks. We talked about uh, we talked about the over-unders uh, on those two games, the Arizona game, the Arizona-Dallas game, the Kansas City-Cincinnati game, over 50. Nobody else over 47. Uh, before we get into some individual stacks, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, some uh, some games maybe off the radar, these games that aren't uh, the, the 47 and below games you think might go over the Vegas total that you're interested in stacking. Um, what games jump off the page for you if you could pick one or two? Uh, I have a couple here myself too, but what are you looking at? What kind of games are you looking to attack and stack um, to get it kind of away from those top two games? Yeah, so I'm not sure if any jump off the page. Um, okay. It's tough. You know, it's tough after those two games with the totals above 50. Um, the one I was looking at that I think is interesting is Tampa Bay and the Jets. Um, first, just like a little bit of narrative with Brady. He had been sort of the clear MVP favorite up until last week. Um, and now he's been passed by Rodgers. Um, I, I think Brady wants that award. Uh, you can see him, you know, it's a matchup against the Jets. So a few right. stats, the the Bucks have the number one rated offensive line and the number one rated defensive line. And the Jets are bottom five in both of those categories. So it's just, it's a great spot for the Bucs. Um, I can see, you know, I would play this game uh, in hopes of like a 35-14 score. You know, some people are, you know, afraid of the blowouts when it comes to stacks, but a lot of the, the best teams on this slate have double-digit spreads, so you might have to attack some, and I don't mind attacking this one. Um, I could see Brady throwing for four or five touchdowns. We talked about Antonio Brown being just a great play, uh, so you can obviously pair him with Brown. I don't think anyone will play Mike Evans. Um think he's going to come off the COVID list 7k multiple touchdown upside in this spot um, and if you're worried about you know maybe Brown being too popular you could get some easy leverage pairing Brady Brown with Ronald Jones even um, people have been worried about Ronald Jones maybe not catching passes but any running back that plays with Brady is going to catch passes um, Jones had three targets last week. He caught a touchdown from Brady last year in the playoffs. Um, he just looks like a pretty good play on his own. So, you know, I don't mind maybe pairing Brady with Jones and Brown or Brady with Brown and Evans. Um, of course, you can you can use Gronk in this spot, too. I probably won't use Gronk. You know, these these blowout matchups. I don't necessarily think is the, are the spots for Gronk when when they might want to rest him a little bit uh, for yeah. the playoff run and they have some other tight ends too. But then as far as the Jets side, you know they don't really need to do much um, for you to run it back with uh, a guy like Braxton Berrios. Um, Elijah Moore hasn't practiced and is still on the COVID list. It looks like he's going to be out. Uh, Jamison Crowder hasn't practiced yet. It looks like he's going to be out. 
Um, so like Barrios for 3,700 allows you to afford all that. Um, he had six targets last week, 10 the week before, uh, or sorry, 10 two weeks before that, um, a few rushing attempts in there. Um, so yeah, I, I think I like the idea of sort of a blowout stack with Tampa Bay and maybe running it back with Barrios. Um, what about you? Give me, give me another game besides those obvious two. Yeah, I like yours, and I think that not only Barry's, I think that you could even do Michael Carter coming back too. Mm-hmm. He was he was really active last week. I think that they, if they get down, they'll probably dump it off to him a lot. So I do like that. And you're right on the 35-14 thing. Like you don't need the Jets to score. It doesn't have to be 38-35 for for a stack to work, which is I think really important. Um, so I have two. Uh, one is uh, you know cheating a little bit. It's like the third or fourth highest game, but I, I really like this Rams Baltimore game to go over the 46 and a half uh, that the, the Vegas set as the total. And the thing I like about this game in terms of stacking and playing is you can do it from like 50 different directions. You can play both quarterbacks. I mean Stafford. It was really bad last week. He's 7,100. He had three interceptions. Uh, but the Baltimore secondary is just getting smoked. We saw it with Joe Burrow last week. I mean, they are 31st in passing points per game allowed in fantasy. Um, Baltimore blitzes a lot. Matthew Stafford just goes off against the blitz. He's really good against the blitz. So I just think Baltimore's just so decimated the secondary with so many injuries. And I think this, this just works really well for a kid back and forth. And we talked about we talked about Tyler Huntley earlier. You mentioned him. Like, he had he had a really good game the last time he started. He was uh what did he do? He had he had four touchdowns in that game. 215 yards passing, two two touchdown passing, and then uh 73 yards rushing. You have that rushing floor with two touchdowns there, he only 5600. You can play either quarterback. You can play uh the the running back of the Rams, Sony Michelle is playable. He's 5800. He was 27 for a buck 31 a touchdown last week. I mean, you look at the Rams the last four games. They have 107 running back touches. He has 95 of them. So like He's the guy right now. Darrell Henderson had one touch last week, and now I think he's hurt again. Um, so Michelle's playable. You've got a lot of Rams receivers that are playable. Obviously, Cooper Cup, but he's 9,500. I do get that. Uh, but there's there's options here. If you want to play Cup, you know, then you don't play Mark Andrews in this game. You play someone cheaper. You play Marquise Brown, something like that. If you want to play Andrews, maybe you play with you play Odell Beckham instead of Cup. There's just so many different ways to go. And there's so many different options here. I, I really like it. I mean, Beckham has uh, has scored for the last five weeks. Good, great matchup there. You want to, if you can't afford Andrews, you just play Tyler Higby at 4,000. So another playable guy in this game. He has five catches each of the last two games coming on a little bit uh, as the season goes on here. Uh, low yards, but like, you know, he's, he has five catches and a touchdown. Like that really works at the price of 4,000. And I, I, I like Marquise Brown this week. I think that he's 5,900. Um, it's been a weird year for Marquise Brown, a guy that we kind of think of like, oh, he just catches long passes and, and scores touchdowns. His targets have been huge. Last five weeks, 10, 7, 8, 13, and 9. Uh, but no games over 55 yards since since week nine, which is crazy when you consider how skilled uh, Brown is. Just their, their, their offense is built right now. They're throwing him short passes. But I'd like him to uh, – if you're going to give me those targets, I think he's going to have to break one at some point with the with the speed and talent he has. So I just think there's so many ways to go. And Mar- Mark Andrews is 7,400. He's a, a crazy stretch of game. To me, you mentioned him earlier. He's a league. He was a he was a, a tournament winner last week with uh, when you paired him. You know, kind of ran him with Burrow and and, and Higgins or Chase or uh, or even Tyler Board on the other side last week. But uh, he's have a hundred yards three straight weeks, uh, thirty four targets last three weeks. He's massive. The thing I like about this game is it, it, for the amount for the low total. I mean, forty six and a half is not low, but not high. Um, there's a lot of pieces to play here. I don't know. Uh, I have to piece them together perfectly, but I like the fact you can go expensive and cheap, or cheap and expensive. Uh, you can play either quarterback. Um, I really like this game. I think it goes. I think we get in the fifties on this game by the time it's over. 
Yep, uh, I really like that call. Uh, no, the the Ravens, the Ravens matchup has been uh, the winning stack the last two weeks, and uh, the totals in those matchups were under fifty as well. So yeah, I think uh, that game is a really good environment for fantasy points, and both teams have some elite fantasy players. Yeah, that's a good call. You want a super sneaky uh, in a tournament if you're playing multiple lineups, low total game that I think goes over also. I'd love to hear it. I really like you're gonna you're gonna laugh at me. I really like Detroit and Seattle to go over the 42 and a half this week. I think there's a lot of a lot of weapons here, and the matchup is good. Like neither defense is really good, which I, is what you want. And usually at a 42 and a half, you have struggling offenses and decent defenses. Here, I don't like either defense really. Um, I think Russell Wilson at 6200 is actually playable this week. He's been very middling last four weeks. Like we kind of think like Russell Wilson always been so bad because he's not been Russell Wilson, but he's between maybe quarterback. I think eight and 14 the last four weeks. So like he's been decent, but you just kind of feel like a, a big week is coming. The lions really struggle with downfield targets. So he's got uh, Tyler Lockett is back from COVID. I know he lost eight pounds on COVID. But he was back last week. Maybe he's fully healthy this week. Um, nice spot for him to hit some deep passes at 6,400 DK Metcalf, you know, had the big touchdown you mentioned last week, 6,500. Um, we can really go all year without a big DK Metcalf game. Like we haven't had a giant blow up DK Metcalf game. It has to come at some point. We only got two weeks left. Uh, I just like, uh, I, I like pairing Wilson with either one of those guys. I think you can even go Wilson with both of those guys. It might be a week where you can actually play both of them. Um, but you also have Rashard Penny here. He's 6,100, um, 17 for 135 and a touchdown last week at Chicago. Good matchup here. He has killed both his like favorable matchups. Uh, Chicago and Houston did really well. Had a down game in between. But the bad matchup games, he's, he's smoked. He's looked good, too. He looked good in the snow last week. Detroit is bottom eight in rushing uh, points per game, rushing yards, touchdowns to running backs. Like They're just bad stopping the run. I think the key for me with a stack in this game is the other side is just super easy. I think you just play Amon Ross, St. Brown. You don't even think about it. You don't worry about anybody else. He has double-digit targets in four straight games. Like he had, he was nine for ninety-one in touchdown this week with freaking Tim Boyle playing quarterback. Like that's it's impressive right there. And he's, I mean, you give me four straight weeks of a guy with uh, with with, uh, with double-digit targets. I'm going to take that every time. I think it's really easy. I don't think you have to like figure out who you want to stack, who you want to play here. I think it just works. He's six thousand. A playable salary there. Touchdowns in three of four, 70 plus yards in, in four straight games. Um, I'm actually going to bet this game to go over. I think 42 and a half is too low. Um, you know, it's Seattle, Detroit. Like, I'm not going to go crazy here, but uh, I think it's a pretty stackable game where you play the Seattle uh, Wilson and one of the receivers or two, and then you come back with St. Brown. You completely sold me. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> was when, it's, for- when it's three, three at halftime, don't call me and ask me about it. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for an, exclu- an, an excuse to play. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, just crazy to see at least 11 targets in four straight games. Yeah, you said it. Um, I guess if I have anything to add, um, I was also looking for an excuse to maybe take a chance on DeAndre Swift, who doesn't have an injury designation and has been practicing fully and is now down to 6,000. I don't think... You know, I I don't think he'll be popular. Um, So I wouldn't mind taking a chance on Swift either. And if you want to look at like game script and how you need a game to go to, to do well in tournament, like if Seattle gets up, DeAndre Swift, they're going to dump it off to him a bunch of times. Like he, earlier in the year, he was getting a, t- a bunch of those plays in the second half where he would catch a bunch of passes. So I think that works too. And obviously a, a talented guy. So yeah, if you wanted to get a little different from, away from St. Brown, um, your Swift calls uh, really interesting and good. I, I do like that in terms of like a game flow game script. If it works the way you need it to on the Seattle side, I think it works really well for Swift coming back too. Definitely. Yeah. The first half of the year, he led the league in fourth quarter targets and that included wide receivers. 
That is, uh, that's pretty wild right there. And uh, it seems like Jared Goff will be back. So that's, uh, you know, not that we're really excited about uh, Jared Goff, but uh, I think we'd rather have him in there for a stack game rather than, rather than Boyle. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So let's talk about some other uh, stacks you want to play. Obviously, we talked about, uh, you know, we've got the, the Casey Cincinnati game. We've got the Dallas-Arizona game. Um, what are you looking in terms of, like, where you're going to play? If you, if you have a, a, you play a tournament, you're not going Trey Lance in the lineup. Are you going Mahomes with one of the receivers? Are you playing Burrow with one of his guys? Are you playing Dak? Where are you kind of leaning uh, as your favorite stack among these um, these more popular games? Yeah, that's a tough question, you know, because obviously you can make a good argument for all four of those sides. Um, I think the first place for me, I think, uh, is going to be Dak and Dallas. Um, I like that Dak is 6,700. You know, he's a thousand cheaper uh, than Mahomes and just looked great last week about uh, against Washington. He, He had over 300 yards passing and in the first half and made three or four touchdowns in the first half. Um, Arizona hasn't, you know, hasn't looked that great recently. I think this could be a spot for Dallas to put up some points. Um, I like, you know, CD lamb always. Uh, I think 7,100 is, you know, it's a, it's a decent price. It's a little cheaper than he's been uh, recently. And, People might be a little bit off of him. You know, he hasn't scored a touchdown in six, five, six weeks. Um, you know, hasn't had a big game in a while. But, you know, he's always uh, he, he, he's always in play for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I think Gallup's a decent price. Uh, I think Dalton Schultz has been very involved recently. Eight yep. catches in consecutive games uh, and a touchdown. And, you know, people still don't really like to roster Schultz. I mean, yeah, he'll, he'll be he'll be rostered because it's it's you know, it's a good stacking spot, but not overly so. Um, so I think I like the Dallas side and I like uh, I like some run back options on Arizona. I like Christian Kirk. I think it's a good salary for Kirk. I think he's going to see plenty of targets. Um it could be another spot for Chase Edmonds. You know, we'll have to see about the the injuries to or the injury to Connor. I know they're both listed as questionable right now, but you know, even if they both play, I still think Edmonds is perfectly fine. I mean, we saw him catch eight 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 or eight balls last week on nine targets. He had a huge game against the Colts. Um, so I think I lean that game only because the prices are better. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the I do like. KC and Cincy, um, but you know you got you got to pay eighty three hundred for Tyreek, uh, seventy three hundred for Kelsey. Burrow and Higgins are the most expensive they've been all year. Uh, I still like that game, but it probably has me leaning Dallas. What, what about you? So I was asking you before I get into that, how do you deal with someone like when like with like Burrow in terms of like strategy? I mean, obviously he went crazy last week. Do you think everybody's like, oh, he can't do it again and don't play him? And then suddenly he's interesting? Or do you think everybody's like, oh, I'm just going to play Joe Burrow again because he won a bunch of tournaments last week? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know. You know, it's yeah. tough for it's I, I for me, I sort of lean that people aren't going to play him as much because it's such a big salary jump. And, you know, Casey's D uh, hasn't been a great spot to target recently. Um, you know, people just don't like paying the salaries when guys are at their highest point of the season. Yeah. You know, people didn't like playing T Higgins before. I mean, yeah. do, do they, do they like to play him now? I don't know. <laughs> 6,900. So yeah, you know, 
those spots, I, I sort of like those spots. Yeah, I like to take a chance on those spots when guys are, uh, yeah, when guys uh, have a big salary bump like that. I, I guess I don't think people like to take chances there, which makes me want to take a chance there. Yeah, fun game. I mean, Kansas City defense has been really good. I think they had like 17 or fewer points in seven of eight games. They've been really good. But this is obviously, this is a, this is a pretty uh, back and forth, uh, high power game. And uh, it, 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 Tyree Kill is tough. Like he played, he only played 29 slaps, snaps last week. They, they got up in that game. They didn't really need him. They just kind of rested him coming off COVID. He was two for 19. Like if you played him in a lineup the way last week would, you pretty much died. I mean, there was no way you could pay that price and him going two for 19 and, and do well with as, as high as scores were. Um, but I mean, the week prior, before COVID, he was 12 for 148 and a touchdown. It was first 100-yard game since week four, but he went crazy. Um, Kelsey missed last week to COVID, so we'll see kind of how he comes back. But I think that's the that's the, that's the riskier one for me, just because the, the prices are so high. Like, I mean, Mahomes is 7,800. You mentioned Hill's 8,300. Kelsey's 7,300. I think I like the Cincinnati side a little bit more in that game. I'd probably go Jamar Chase instead of Higgins, just kind of playing the, you know, maybe it's his turn thing. But I mean, Chase saw at 152 yards, 125, 152 yards last week. So he was, he was still 125, sorry. He was still really good. But um, obviously Higgins got all the attention for, for the, for the 194 and the, and the, and the, and the 13 targets. But um, we talked about Brady. I think that, that he, he works with Brown or Evans or, yeah, I would pray. I, I think I agree with you on Gronk, but Evans or, or Brown here. I lean, I lean Dallas also, and the, the key for me, you you had to hit it all with the Dallas game, and I agree with all the things you said. Um, I think even if you don't stack this game, I really like CeeDee Lamb this week as a standalone. 7,100, I think we're going to see a big, big CeeDee Lamb uh, week this week. I'm going to play him in a bunch of lineups, even in ones where I maybe play Trey Lance or, or, or stack somewhere else. Yeah, I like that. I like uh, using CeeDee uh, not necessarily in a Dallas stack, just, just as a one-off you, to still get some exposure to arguably the best game on, on the slate. I think he hasn't gone over 100 yards since week eight. I think that ends this week. I think that uh, it just feels to me like we're going to get 100 yards and a touchdown and a lamb and and maybe a, maybe a big blow-up game too. Um, we mentioned all the stacks. So we kind of hit everybody in talking about quarterbacks. I know earlier you mentioned there were some mid-range quarterbacks. We talked about the upper 6,000s. Are there any other quarterbacks you want to mention that you're really thinking about uh, playing pretty aggressively this week? Um. We kind of no, yeah. already talked Hurts. We, talk, we, we mentioned yeah. Herbert. Um, so I – yeah – not that I'm going to play aggressively. You know, I was going to take another chance on our guy, Herbert. Um, but uh, with Mike Williams back now and Keenan probably like a bit overpriced, it's tough to sort of come up with. A, and, you know, the, the Denver side of that game isn't great. So yeah. it's it's tough to come up with something I like in that game. Yeah, good um, good, so- good luck picking a Denver receiver on a week-to-week basis. It's it's, it's hard to figure. I, I, and I think it's going to be Drew Locke again this week. Uh, it looks like Bridgewater's not going to play. And uh, it's just – it's hard to – I mean, Sutton was a little bit better last week. But it's, it's hard to pick one there. Yeah, if, if anything, um, I don't mind like a small Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard uh, stack with – maybe coming back with someone on Washington. Um, but yeah, I'm not like overly uh, in love with this range. I prefer the the guys at the top or the guys that we mentioned. Yeah, I, I, I agree there. Um, so what about running backs? We talked about Jonathan Taylor at the top. There is a a slew of kind of a, you know, in the mid range, or I guess I guess I guess the second tier range of, of running backs. We've got Austin Eckler's 8,200, Alvin Kamara's 7,900, Joe Mixon's 7,500. Mixon had a big game last week. Um, if you're not playing Taylor at the top, are you dropping down lower? Or is, there, is there anybody in this range you really like? I guess you could put Zeke in there too at 7,100. Is there anybody in like the 7,000 and 9,000 range that you really are going to play a lot of this week? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to be off of Eckler 
um, just because I'm worried about his usage a bit. Um, you know, just with the injuries that he's been dealing with, uh, the fact that Justin Jackson's looked good and that Jackson was, you know, seeing a decent amount of snaps and touches even when Eckler was playing. Um, so probably no for Eckler. Um, those two guys below him, Kamara and Mixon, I think they're interesting. Um, Kamara, you know, he, he doesn't project the greatest, but that also has him, you know, I'm, I'm seeing right now 3% uh, projected roster ship. I, I don't know if, I don't know if it'll be that low, but you know, I have a little bit of interest in Kamara if nobody's going to play him. Um, By the way, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to play him. I think 3% is dead on. Yeah. Um, now maybe I won't either. And maybe, you know, sort of that's what everyone's thinking, but I think that puts him into the conversation. I mean, you know, he's got the talent to be the highest scoring running back on any slate, uh, home matchup against Carolina is not the worst spot. Uh, so yeah, I don't mind Kamara and then Mixon. Yeah. Uh, everyone's looking at the passing, uh, the passing attacks in that game. Yep. So I think I'll have some interest in Mixon. You know, it was nice to see him catch six passes last week, which, you know, when he's involved in the passing game, uh, I can always get behind Mixon. What about you? You got you, you partial to any of these guys? Yeah, just as we got, just as we're talking here, uh, Kirk Cousins just put on the COVID list, so he's not playing uh, this week. He, that's obviously the Sunday night game, so that won't affect us. But uh, someone in the chat asks us about uh, Justin Jefferson. Like, if uh, without Cousins, how how uh, how much do you uh, how much do you worry about someone like Jefferson? I think I still play him, and if I'm in a my fancy playoffs, I don't think I'm sitting Justin Jefferson. But it looks like you know, probably I think Sean Mannion, their backup, is also out. Probably Kellen Mond, if I'm doing the Vikings uh, depth chart right, like. I think I still play Jefferson, but boy, that's a little bit scary. That's uh, that's that's huge in a fantasy finals right there. Yeah, that's huge. Um, definitely makes me worry. Um, I haven't looked at that game yet, but I would assume Thielen's out. Yeah, Thielen's out. Thielen's on the IR. Yeah, so he's, he's definitely yeah. Out. Yeah. Okay, so you know that's a little bit of a bump to Jefferson. I mean, regardless of who the quarterback is, the you know now they're almost sure to be trailing in this game so you still got to think Jefferson's going to see double digit targets um yeah obviously I don't like him as much without Cousins but uh, still in a good spot with no Thielen and in a game that they're likely to be trailing yeah not on the slate but just to answer the question I would I would worry but I'd play him as kind of what I what I'd come down to it on same but, um on the running back question I agree with you I think I think Mixon's the guy here that I that I, I do like just because of how just kind of involved he is in everything they do. It's weird. Like his big games are games where they really use in the passing game. Sometimes they don't, sometimes they do. I think this is a game where they're going to have to kind of use everybody. I mean, last week he was only 18 for 65 rushing, but six for 70 receiving and a touchdown there. He's only 3.3 yards per carry his last four games. So while they give him a lot of volume, he hasn't been, he hasn't been super efficient with it, but I just think he's super involved. Uh, Kansas City's allowing 4.5 yards per carry on defense. They're also allowed a lot of stats out of the backfield to running backs catching the ball. So, I think Mixon's my favorite too. The Camara thing's interesting. You mentioned you kind of hit it. What I was going to mention, I don't think anybody's playing him off that week game last week. Uh, you know, Taysom Hill is back, but that helps their offense. I don't know how much that helps Camara. Like it just it's just not really it's not really the dump off offense they get into because because Hill runs so much. And then at the goal line, like you get inside the ten, Hill's going to run it too. So, uh, but I think I agree. I don't think anybody's going to play him. Um, on the flip side, with expense, since we're in the expensive range, uh, we talked about Cooper Cup earlier. We we're talking about Stafford and the Rams, and obviously Cup. We don't need to go through his resume. Like he's got a chance to set records this year. He's ninety five hundred, but like every single week, he's really good. Um, these other expensive receivers, they're one in the, the kind of that same range. We talked about seven thousand, nine thousand. 
you know, Debo's 8,700, really expensive considering he's got Lance starting. Uh, Stephon Diggs, 7,900. Keenan Allen, 7,500. A.J. Brown off the huge game last week, 7,200. Is there anybody in the expensive receiver range here? I mentioned I love C.D. Lamb at 7,100, guy that I'm going to be playing kind of alone or in stacks. Is there anybody else in this range that you really find yourself uh, wanting to play this week? Um, you know, if the weather's okay in Buffalo, I don't mind taking a chance on Diggs. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little too worried about Debo at that salary with Trey Lance. Um, but I do like Tyreek Hill, um, because of what you said earlier in that he's had some bad games recently, only two targets last week and two catches. So I think like his salary and the fact that he's like busted in three of his last four games, that sort of makes me want to play him. I mean, Tyreek always has 40 fantasy points in him. I mean, he's just crazy, (laughs) crazy upside. Um, So, yeah, I I think I'll take a chance on Hill. I agree with you. I like CeeDee Lamb also. Yeah, I think think it's a really good point on on Hill. I mean, the upside is so massive. I I agree on Diggs. Um, He was, what, uh, 7 for 85 last week on, on 13 targets. Like, He's still a ton of targets, but again, kind of in that uh, kind of in that vein we were talking about earlier with DK Metcalf. Like we just haven't had that big blow up game. I think it has to come at some point. Um, the only problem is that Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis are back this week, so suddenly that passing tree expands again. You got a lot of guys to touch the ball, but Diggs seems to always get his targets. I, I do like him. It obviously depends on the weather too, but uh, I agree with you there. Debo's tough. Debo's eighty seven hundred, and I love Debo. Everybody knows from me in the pod. If you listen to it ever, uh, I love Debo Samuel. You get the rushing yards. I just. I just don't know what the game plan is going to be with Trey Lance. I don't think they're going to throw the ball a ton. If they get up, I think they will hand the ball off a lot in the second half. They may be to Debo, but I, you know, you're kind of banking on a, banking on a rushing touchdown. Uh, great, great, great matchup. But I just I, I worry that uh, the targets and everything may not be there. Maybe they open it up with him. I don't know, um, but I'm not willing not willing to pay 8,700 for it this week. Yep, I couldn't agree more. I won't have any Debo this week, even though uh, I like him almost as much as you do. Yeah. <laughs> Almost, not quite. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into the mid-range, what I think is interesting this week, uh, a note from our sponsor, Yahoo DFS. The NFL season is heating up, and Yahoo is going big on daily fantasy football this season. There'll be a ton of big prize contests throughout the year on Yahoo, including the multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS as well as Yahoo daily fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is getting all users the opportunity to claim a free $10 in site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million DFS NFL Baller Contest. The weekly $1 million contest features a $1 million in cat and total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and a ton of overlay and prizes. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. So we've talked about expensive guys. We've talked about stacks. We've talked about uh, a lot of stuff, but I want to get into the mid range a little bit here. I think it's uh, an interesting range to speak, especially at uh, running back. We've got uh, in the six thousands. We've got a, a bunch of guys kind of priced together here. We have Damian Harris, six hundred dollars off the three touchdown game. We have David Montgomery, who gets all the touches in the, for the Bears, sixty five hundred. We have Javante Williams off a poor game against the 6400, but plays the Chargers, who have been a, a team you want to run against all year long. And you got Ronald Jones, you mentioned earlier in the Tampa Bay stack at 6300. Uh, among those, those four guys, there's somebody that I want before we get to the 5000s, there's somebody in the 6000s that you really are going to play uh, heavily this week. Yeah. Um, I think first would be David Montgomery. Um, yeah. The volume has just been great with Montgomery. Uh, you know, 28 touches last week. You know, his targets, too. I'm see, 
uh, he's averaging almost eight targets a game in his last four, nine, six, seven, nine. Um, that matchup against the Giants, you know, it might have a 37 total, but the Bears total is 21 and a half, I believe, right now, which is okay for Chicago and, you know, a likely positive game script for the Bears. Um, Montgomery is, you know, sort of popping in the projections more than those other guys. So he's definitely in my cash lineup. Um, and, I don't mind him for tournaments either. Uh, Ronald Jones too. You know, we've we've talked all year about the Jets being a great spot uh, for running backs, and that's no different for Jones in Tampa Bay. Um, so I think, yeah, Montgomery and Jones in that range. You know, I love the the Patriots running game in this spot at home against Jacksonville, but you know, we have uh, Ramondre Stevenson back. Uh, so it's tough to sort of decide which one. I think uh, Harris is a really good tournament play. Uh, but for cash games, I'm looking at Montgomery and Jones. Yeah, I like Javante Williams as a tournament play also. just to, I think that people will be off of him with you know the fact that uh, they split carries and all that, and they've kind of done all year long. But, I mean, it's just this Chargers defense. I mean, last they kind of been better against running backs for a while, and then last week Rex Burkhead goes 22 for what, over like a buck 35 or it wasn't two touchdowns. <laughs> He was he was in a lot of tournament lineups with with Burrow and and uh, and Justin Jackson. Um, really quiet last week. He was seven for twelve. Did score. I think he's just a tournament guy. But I mean, the, the upside is is definitely there for him to go pretty crazy against the Chargers if he can kind of bust a couple of runs. Um, other than that, I agree with you. I mean, Montgomery's just getting so many touches. Not super efficient, but if you're gonna get that many targets, it's like hard not to be decent at sixty five hundred when you when you catch the ball so many times in a, in a PPR format. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, going up against against Glennon and and from uh, figures to have the Bears in some decent yeah. spots some decent field position you know adds to Montgomery's touchdown equity a little bit you know that combined with with the volume makes him look pretty good um, yeah I like I like the uh, Williams call for tournaments I've been seeing a lot of things about how bad the Chargers are tackling especially yeah. recently um, so that bodes well for the running backs yeah, Jeff Feinberg, who uh, who does a lot of stuff with Pat Mayo and is a big Chargers fan, has been ranting about their tackling all year long. He's a huge, he's a, like a Chargers nut, so he it's, it's, a, it's a good one. He's been ranting about the tackling all year long. Yep. Uh, some fi- the five thousand range, I think, is really interesting this week. We don't have quite the like jump out obvious super cheap plays we had last week with Justin Jackson, et cetera, and we had John Ronald Jones really cheap. I think uh, Madison was really cheap on FanDuel at least last week, but we have three guys in the five thousands here on DraftKings that I think are very playable. We've got Darrell Williams at fifty eight hundred in that game we talked about uh, kansas city and cincinnati a bunch earlier but 5800 um clyde edwards elair is out um chase edmonds at 5700 i mean obviously james connor's uh, status uh, affects that a, a good amount especially with touchdown equity and then devin singletary my favorite guy in this range 5400 great matchup against atlanta um the last there's been 58 buffalo touches last week i know they're quite they don't hand the ball off a ton but he has 50 of them like he's clearly taken over the lead back role here um he's a guy that you know gets a lot of targets too obviously i don't think they're gonna be down against atlanta but um he's explosive too like there's upside with singletary if he gets all the touches um i love getting a running back in this offense if he's going to be the guy yeah um i agree with everything you said and I also prefer Singletary there. You know, Brita was a healthy scratch last week. Uh, Zach Moss, a healthy scratch the week before. You know, it seems like Singletary's sort of turning in, turning into the guy. Uh, yeah. It's a great it's a great spot at home to Atlanta. He catches passes too. So yeah, I think Singletary probably my favorite there. But 
I like Williams and Edmonds too. I think they're similar. You know, you're rostering those guys for the catches, uh, especially if James Conner doesn't play or plays. You know, if James Conner doesn't play, then yeah, you know, I might favor Edmonds. You know, he'd he'd get a, a lot more carries, obviously, and he's going to be involved in the passing game too. Daryl Williams, yeah, I like him to catch balls in this spot. Um, I I'm a little concerned. Um, I think they're likely to use. Uh, who is it? Derek Gore. Um, so I, I, I and yeah, I'm not, I'm not in love with Williams rushing upside, I guess, but I think, uh, I think he can catch a lot of passes in this spot. Like I seven or eight catches seems pretty realistic for Williams. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think I, I lean Singletary. Yeah. I mean, Williams is just really a volume thing. He, he had five and he get five starts without Elair and he had 19 touches in four of those five games. Like that's a lot of touches in that offense in this game. Um, you know, both hit, both Williams and Edmonds are like cheap, cheaper pieces of the higher scoring game. So I think that you've got to at least consider them. But you're right on the Williams up at rushing upside. He was under 4.0 yards per carry in each of those five starts. So like he didn't do a lot with him at least rushing, but like they use him in the goal line, they use him in the pass game. I just think if you're going to touch the ball this many times in this offense and that game, it's 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 hard for him not to get there. If he's going to get 19 touches. Like if you if you told me that right now, um, you know, I, I'd sign up uh, 5,800 for sure and kind of hope I get oh, a, yeah. a touchdown or two out of it. But um, I think Edmonds, you're, I think if Connor doesn't play, you're right, he kind of goes to the top of the list. Um, I mean, he had nine targets last week. And I think that this is a situation where with no DeAndre Hopkins, we're seeing the targets go to running back and Zach Ertz. It's like the kind of the, the drop back. And like usually it used to be D-Hop was a security blanket. Now it's, you know, Ertz or one of the running backs. So I think that uh, you, you, just, you get that many targets in a game. And Edmonds obviously has some explosivity too. I mean, he can get, he can score. Um, the, the pass is just huge in a PPR in, in this game, a back and forth game a little bit. Uh, I think Edmonds is very playable too. I mean, we got, that's three guys, the 5,000 is super playable. I mean, that, that, that makes lineups open up a lot. Absolutely. Is there anybody under 5,000 you like? I kind of looked at Boston Scott for a second based on the fact that Miles Sanders is out, but I'm like, he, last week he was, he scored, but he was 12 for 41. Like I just, I, I need more touches than that. And um, I think, you know, Kenneth Gainwell's going to play uh, Jordan Howard's up in the air, whether he's going to play, it was hard for me to get excited about an Eagles running back, but uh, I, I, there wasn't a lot under five thousand. Like there was, it was, but there was the, the five thousand guys I really liked enough that I didn't even jump down the four thousands. Yeah, we're on the same page. Uh, I looked at Boston Scott too, and uh, yeah, Jordan Howard would have to miss uh, for me to have interest in Scott. Uh, like you mentioned, I don't think he'd be involved much in the passing game. I think that'll probably go to Gainwell. Um, but and- if if Howard is out. Um, I think there's enough touches there for Scott in, you know, a pretty favorable matchup that, that makes him okay. Um, but if Howard plays, you know, Gainwell's in there on third down. Yeah. I'll probably be off Boston Scott, especially, you know, he'll be not popular, but he'll be played. Um, so yeah, yeah, not, not for me unless, unless Howard's out. I think I would just five the find the 500 to go Singletary pretty easily and, and go there. But uh, I want to talk about some wide receivers in the mid-range, but a note from our sponsors at Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how you claim that subscription. Number one, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Second, deposit a minimum of $10, and you'll receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And third, play in your first paid contest on Thrive. You receive a six a free six-month Rotowire subscription. So, Ryan, mid-range wide receiver. I uh, talked, you know, like yeah, 5,000 to 7,000, somewhere in there. Um, there's a couple of guys in here I really like. Uh, there's two especially. 
The first one you've already mentioned was Christian Kirk. He's 5,800. Um, just like how they're using him in this offense without Hopkins. He has 21 targets last two weeks. This is a game where I think Dallas is going to score, so Arizona is going to have to throw and come from behind. Um, I just like I just like getting those targets in a guy that is, is talented under 6,000. The other guy I love here we haven't talked about yet is Brandon Cooks at 6,000 against the 49ers. Um, great game script, great, great matchup. The 49ers cannot stop wide receivers. I've said it all year long. I don't know why coaches haven't been a little better about it, but I mean, look at last week, AJ Brown, first game back off the injury, just smoked the Niners. Like he, they just didn't have anybody to guard him. Um, they were just throwing the ball outside and deep, and just it's, it's unstoppable because they just don't have uh, cornerbacks right now that can stop good receivers. They have they have good safeties, they have good linebackers, they have good line. The cornerbacks on the outside are really really rough. Um, Cooks missed week seven, week sixteen with COVID. He's back now. But week 15, he was seven for 102, two touchdowns and 10 targets. He has been very, very good with Davis Mills. We talked earlier in the year, like, we need Tyrod Taylor for Cooks. Like, that's not been the case. Four or five games with Mills have been really good. And, again, the Niners can't cover wide receivers. Man, yeah, how good is Davis Mills? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean he's, he's the best rookie quarterback, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean – not even really joking anymore. I'm yeah. really impressed with Davis Mills, and you know he's a he's a big upgrade. It looks like uh, from Tyrod Taylor, uh, especially uh, as far as Brandon Cooks is concerned. So yeah, Cooks was also Cooks would have been the first guy I mentioned. Also, um, definitely in on Brandon Cooks. Like you mentioned, it's like it's a pretty good matchup even against against the Niners who have uh, given up some big plays uh, in the passing game almost every week and. Uh, the quarterbacks are horrible. Horrible. Yeah, and Houston's likely to be trailing, you know, which is good too. So, yeah, I uh, definitely like Cooks. I like Kirk. Um, we mentioned uh, Amon Ra already when yeah. you talked about the Seattle stack. like him too. The other guy, so I wasn't expect. you know, I'm still, I'm sort of up in the air on this guy still, and it's because of his quarterbacks. But DJ Moore his salary has dropped now, and his targets are 12, 11, 10, 10. Um, again, don't love his quarterbacks. Don't, like, love the matchup necessarily. But I do like those targets for 5,600, and I do like the talent of DJ Moore. Yeah. So I think uh, I think that's a decent spot, too. We're, we're back to Darnold this week, right? Oh, okay. Uh, I like that. I like DJ Moore, or I like more, more. With Darnold. I think I do too. And I, I am looking at it now. I think it's going to be Darnold to start. I, I actually like more too. I just, I'm a big Gigi Moore guy. I talked about him a lot last year, a lot earlier in the year. The quarterback situation has kind of pulled me away a little bit. But yeah, 5,600 is a low price for that talent. On the same note, 6,200 for the talent of Terry McLaurin, who's had some quarterback issues. Um, the targets are down a little bit. I don't know what to do with McLaurin. His targets last four weeks are five, four, four, and six. Like that's, that's not what you want. He hasn't topped 51 yards since week 11. Um, Obviously, the the upside is there. I'm having a hard time getting him at 6200, though, even with the, with the price drop. Yeah, and you know, me too. And what makes it even harder to get to him is that Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, Amon Ross, St. Brown—they're yeah. all the same salary. Um, so the argument for rostering McLaurin is that pretty much everybody's going to feel that way, and yeah. pretty much everybody's going to roster those guys we just mentioned. Um, McLaurin will not be popular. Uh, we know he has upside and that makes him a good tournament play. Uh, you know, theoretically from a, at least from a game theory perspective. So I, I don't mind him, especially in like the largest field tournaments. I, I probably wouldn't use him in a single entry. Um, but yeah, 
if anyone ever tells you the NFL season isn't very long, just tell them that we, uh, in week 17, we're debating Terry McLaurin versus Amon Ross St. Brown and leaning towards Amon <laughs> Ross St. Brown. So yep. it's, uh, it's been a long 17 weeks, but it's amazing how much stuff changes. I think that, uh, I think Russell Gage in here is playable at 5,600. Like they're going to have to throw the ball a lot against Buffalo. You know, you need some weather there, but um, he was down last week, but Matt Ryan only threw the ball 24 times. So that it was just kind of a weird game there. So I think that's playable. Uh, if you want to go back to Tyler Boyd, 5,400, I think he's a little too reliant on the, on the huge plays right now. Like he had a couple big plays last couple weeks and, you know, he's, scored, he's 85 yards and in three of four, but like only 17 catches total. So I think I would just, I'd probably veer towards the other guys there. Uh, what about the cheap options? 4,500 and below. As in, you mentioned Braxton Berrios already. We we're talking about the Jets. Um, he's 3,700. I think very playable with the, with the six targets last week. I think I'd want uh, I want to make sure Elijah Moore and Jamison Crowder sit. If I do it, I want him to be the slot guy there. But uh, the Jets should have to throw a lot. Tampa's not an easy matchup, but you know if you're going to get a lot of throws, you know give me a, give me a bunch of eight yard catches, and I, I can work with that at the price. Um, anybody else down here under 4,500 that you are interested in? Um, I haven't found one yet. Um, no, uh, I also, you know, I haven't, I haven't really looked too much yet. So I, I, I was hoping maybe you had, uh, Barrios though. Yeah, I, I agree. I need more and Crowder to be out. I mean, if I'm going to roster a Jets receiver, got to make sure that Barrios is getting all the snaps and, you know, his first or second option, uh, for whoever the quarterback is. I, I'm honestly not sure. Um, Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be Zach Wilson again. Yeah. Yeah. Zach yeah, Wilson. Yeah. You um, had that electric 52 yard rushing touchdown last week. That was, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was a nice <laughs> play. Um, so we talked earlier about Kansas city and Cincinnati and, you know, all the points in that game. Um, what do you do with someone like Byron Pringle in this game? He's 4,100. Uh, he had a big game last week. He was six for 75, two touchdowns on seven targets. Obviously it was helped by the fact that Kelsey didn't play and Tyreek Hill kind of played. He had, he had Tyreek Hill played 29 snaps. Um, but he's a cheap part of this game. He was he's he's kind of moved above Hardman in that wide receiver two situation and, and conversation for the Chiefs. He was under 50 yards the five the previous five games. So I'm not like talking like this guy's big, but 4100 as a cheap piece of this game. I think if you want to slide that in there, I, I wouldn't argue too hard against it. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, yeah, he's it's definitely moved ahead of Hardman. He's he seems to be like the clear cut number two wide receiver for Kansas City. Um, I do think. Kelsey being out probably helped him quite a bit. Um, sure. I wish he was 3,100 yeah. uh, like he has been all Agreed. season. Uh, 4,100, yeah, I don't mind it, but, you know, he might be, you know, he won't be popular, but he might be kind of too popular if people stack that game. I don't know. No, I should, you know, people aren't going to play Pringle. Um, uh, I don't know. I, th I think I think some might off that game. At 4,100, I think okay. he's – if you're going to go with a cheap piece of that game, he kind of sticks out as the one to play, I think. Yeah, okay. What what I will say, actually, what makes him look a little better, at least as of now, um, there really aren't any cheap wide receivers this week. Um, oh, I got, you know, I, got two, I got two more for you coming. Don't worry. Okay, good, good. Last week we had, you know, some guys that, you know, Palmer, you know, some quote-unquote, yep. uh, you know, sort of easy cheap plays where you just, you know, they're going to get targets. You know they're going to play, you know. Guys that you feel sort of safe about. The week before that, we had Gabe Davis, uh, yep. 3,700. You know, we feel safe about these guys with good quarterbacks on good teams in good spots. Um, so, yeah, give me give me these two guys that that you're thinking of. So I've got a team here that's 15 and a half point underdogs this week. We lined up, should throw a lot, right? Yep. Uh, one, of the, one of the receivers had 13 targets last week. Um, he was eight for 74. The other one has uh, over 50 yards in five straight games. 
four plus catches the last five games. He played 68 and 64 snaps last week. Now you're gonna laugh. They both play for the Jaguars, who we've talked mm-hmm. about a bunch. We got Marvin Jones at 4,400. We have Laquan Treadwell at 4,000. Jones is the one that's 13 targets last week. Treadwell's been over 50 yards in five straight games. Just 15 and a half point dogs. Like this second half of this game should be gross and them just dropping back and throwing, you know, 30 times. But they're Jaguars receivers. It's ugly. It's hard to figure. But I actually think both are, I wouldn't play them together, but I think both are very playable options at the prices. I'd probably lean towards Jones just because he's kind of the, the target guy. I mean, he had 13 targets last week, eight for 74. He has not top 75 yards in a long time. I just think this is a game where they're going to throw the ball the whole second half. Um, I think Jones is a better floor. I think Treadwell maybe has some more big play upside, but I think both are pretty playable. You know, you've got to kind of hold, you know, hold your nose a little bit with Jacksonville, anybody. But uh, I think both are pretty playable. With James Robinson out now, too, I think that makes it so we get more balls, uh, maybe more balls to Jones, short stuff. Like you can't dump it off James Robinson. You can't. You know, they've got uh, Ugun Boale, who I always mess up his uh, how to say his name, but he's starting at, at, at running back now. Um, I think they lean on both these guys. I think both are playable, obviously risky, and they're kind of tournament guys, but I think both are pretty usable. Yeah. Um, I've been agreeing with you a lot so far on this podcast. And I'm going to agree with you again, actually. Yeah, everything you said. You, yeah, lo- you love you love your Jags receivers. I know it. You know it. I just I just didn't want to be the first to bring it up. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's always yeah, to do it. Those are good price tags. Uh, good projected game script. Yeah, everything you said. James Robinson out. Yeah, I have no problem playing either guy. Yeah, Treadwell's wild. I mean, 50 plus yards and five straight games. Like I never, he, 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 I haven't even felt it. But he's kind of always he's caught like that one big play. Um, yeah, you know, sorry, no, no, the catches are there too. The four plus catches last five games, too. Like, even a a PPR, maybe you're gonna go four for 50 at the price, like, that's a nice PPR floor built in. You just just hope he scores, and it's a really, really good play all of a sudden. Yeah, you know, Treadwell, he got such a bad rap, uh, at Minnesota, but he's a first round pick, yeah. Um, so like 100 years ago, but still a first round pick, right? First round pick, uh. Obviously a talented player, and yeah, he's looked good in Jacksonville, good good price tag. So yeah, I don't don't have a problem with either of those guys. We've kind of hit most of the tight ends that we've talked about, stacks and quarterbacks and which games to stack and stuff. But uh, So we talked about Andrews. We talked about uh, George Kittle. He's expensive this week. He's 7,100. Um, I don't think I pay the price this week with with Lance Starring. I just don't know how they're gonna how much they're gonna really throw. Um, you know, Kittle's obviously always playable. Had three straight big weeks, and then last week was quiet. Um, it seems like their offense is like one of those three guys is like the guy left out each week. You can't figure out who it is, but you know, if it seems like either Samuel or Kittle, the way they build it, you know, doesn't do a lot. But Gronkowski, uh, sixty two hundred. I agree with you on the fact that I don't love him kind of blowout type games. I know he has a bunch of um, you know stuff in his contract. So if he scores three more times, it's big money for him. Maybe they try and exploit that, but. Uh, it's hard to play that. Um, Kyle Pitts had 100 yards last week. Uh, still only one touchdown in the year. That's that's probably the most amazing stat to me all year is that Kyle Pitts has one touchdown. My range I like is the low 5,000s this week. I like uh, I like Zach Ertz at 5,200. I really like Dallas Goddard at 5,100. Uh, quiet week last week. He had back-to-back 100-yard games. He was only two for 28 last week. But uh, nice matchup. Washington defense has been kind of smoked with COVID. He had 100 yards against them, 135 against them last time. He had a touchdown called back last week. It would have looked a lot better. Um, and then Dalton Schultz at 5,000. You mentioned earlier in the Dallas stack is playable too. I think I'm my 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 playing in, in tight ends probably going to come from that low 5,000 range this week, I think. Couldn't agree more. Yep. That low 5,000 range, those are my favorite guys too. Ertz, Goddard, Schultz. Um, I don't know. Ertz and Schultz maybe look better because of the game stack, but I kind of prefer Goddard. So I like if I just – 
if I just had to pick one, uh, it'd be Goddard. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, what about uh, any cheap tight ends you like? Uh, any, like, you know, say 4,500 and below? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say there's any that I like. Um, but considering for cash games, yeah. Um, CJ Uzoma, um, he's all right. You know, seven targets last week, six and six uh, before that. Um, so I think that's okay, you know, and since he should have to be passing. Um, so I'm considering him and then Cole Komet's okay. You know, he, he gets the targets and it's a pretty good matchup. So I think like those are the two cheap guys I'm looking at right now. Uh, as far as like below that, I don't know. You, you, you got anybody? Uh, since I've already mentioned, I think Seattle is going over their total and team. So I think Gerald Everett at 4,100 is, is fairly playable. It's hard not to maybe go up a little bit to those 5,000 guys, but if you find yourself kind of strapped for salary there, um, he had 60 plus yards the last two weeks. He was four for 68 to touch on last week, five targets. It seemed to like, like to use him inside the, uh, the, the red zone there. Um, he's been a top 12 tight end in five of seven games to Russell Wilson back. So I think he's playable. Um, I think for, weirdly enough, uh, kind of g- harking back to a month ago, I think Foster Moreau is, is weirdly playable. He's only 3,800. Um, he's at Indy, but over 65 yards the last two weeks, like he was such a letdown that it kind of everybody's crossed him off, but you know, six, nine and four targets the last three weeks. He's playing a ton of snaps. And he kind of falls in there. Um, a guy you mentioned last week, uh, or maybe two weeks, two weeks ago, Brevin Jordan. He's 2,800. I think if you're going to go uber cheap and punt, I think he's the way to go with the thought that Houston's going to pass the ball a lot in the second half. I like receivers more than tight ends against the 49ers. But, you know, if you're going to give me some some targets and, uh, you know, throwing the ball a ton in the second half, uh, Davis Mills has, has shown himself to be pretty decent. Um, 2,800 for Jordan, I think, is a, is a playable price if you wanted to punt the position. Uh, yeah, and I do sort of like – I do sort of like Foster Moreau. Uh, I, I did mean to mention him. Uh, I agree with everything you said about him there. So what about uh, what about defense? We've gone a while here. We haven't mentioned defense kind of the last thing. Uh, I'll let you go first. I found uh, I, I found one defense in the 2000s I liked, but it was hard to find them. Seems like a lot of them are in the in the low to mid 3000s. But what are you thinking about doing on uh, on defense this week? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of big spreads this week and a lot of uh, you know good teams against bad team matchups that you could probably exploit. You know, obviously, the Patriots against against Jacksonville, the Bills against Atlanta. But what what do you find yourself doing on defense this week? Mm, yeah, so. The 2000 range, yeah, is tough. You know, I, I normally try to pay down if I can. Um, there's not much that jumps out there. I think my favorite one would be the Dolphins. Uh, Damn it, you stole, you stole mine. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of sacks, right? Eight sacks, six sacks um, up against, you know, Tannehill and the Titans. You obviously still don't have Derrick Henry. So yeah, it's it's a decent spot for sacks and turnovers. Um, so yeah, I, I think I like the Dolphins in the 2K range. If I'm going higher, um, you know, the Bears against Glennon and Fromm. Sure, yeah. the Chargers against, you know, Chargers D has been bad, but Drew Locke, you know, Drew Locke throws picks. Is, um, is, also, so- is also bad, yes. Right. Uh, and then, you know, the Saints, the Saints seem to be in a decent spot. Um, yeah, Darnold's been known to throw pick sixes uh, probably as much as any other quarterbacks. So, yeah, I don't know. What about you? Is any, Who's standing out for you? Well, you stole my Miami one. I thought that was going to be a little sneaky, but apparently not at 2,800. Um, they have, like you mentioned, they have 14 sacks the last two weeks. But on the flip side with the Tennessee offense, Here's the Tennessee sacks allowed last two weeks, four, four, and four. Like, they've allowed 12 sacks last two weeks. They're giving up a lot. 
not only that, they have four plus turnovers in three of the last five games. Like that's a lot of turnovers. Yeah, four turnovers in a game is a ton. Like coaches freak out about that. To do it three of the last five games is, is pretty significant. Tennessee's really loose with the ball right now. Um, Tannehill gives teams a chance to make a big play. I really like the Miami D at 2,800. I think that's probably my most playable one. Um, and then the other two I like in the low 3,000s, you mentioned the Bears against the Glennon Fromm. It's kind of funny how that's become a, a one-name, put-them-together thing. God, the situation there is terrible. <laughs> um, five interceptions for those guys the last two weeks. Uh, the Bears have nine sacks last week. So I think that's, that's going to be a popular one and one that you probably have a pretty good floor in, in that game. The other one I like is weirdly in a high-scoring game, but I really like the Dallas defense at 3,200. Um, they, had, they had five sacks last week. I think that uh, if they get up, they force Kyler into some mistakes. They forced 14 turnovers the last four weeks. Like This is a defense that's making – they're forcing fumbles. They're intercepting the ball. Obviously, everybody's talked about Trayvon Diggs and all his picks, but um, you know, Micah Parsons has been an absolute beast uh, you know, with, with the sacks. I think they're the first team to have a, a, a guy with 10-plus sa- sacks and 10-plus interceptions in the same season. Like they're just a fun defense right now. They're flying around. Demarcus Lawrence had a, a touchdown last week in interception. They're just they're just playing really well right now. And I think that if they get in the lead, they may force Kyler to some mistakes. I think that in a game with a fifty-one total, I think a lot, only a lot of people are playing the defense too. So I think you get them at uh, you know a very uh, very low roster ship too. But uh, so I'm going. Uh, I'm going Miami. I'm going Dallas. I'm going the Bears. And I think I'll probably if I could get up to Buffalo, I, I love them this week against uh, home against Atlanta. But I'll probably pay down Chicago, Dallas, and Miami be my three defenses on most of my teams. Yeah, Dallas. Wow, they really have some playmakers on that defense. Uh, my friend is a huge Cowboys fan. He he made bets weeks, months ago. Uh, Micah Parsons, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Diggs, Defensive Player of the Year, at great odds that that have a chance to hit right now. Yeah, that that play by Lawrence last week. Wow. Yeah, uh, I like Dallas D. They can I mean, touch lots the, of ways. The, the book might as well play that pay pay that Micah Parsons bet now, right? Like, there's, oh, there's yeah. no way anybody passes him for that award, that award, right? Right. And it's funny. Um, he was so disappointed when they drafted him, you know, uh, th- 11th, 13th or whatever it was over over playmakers or, or other positions that they needed. But wow, what a pick that was. Yeah, he's he's a stud. I think I think that I mean, he's in the he's in the mix for defensive player of the year overall. Like, I don't think he'll win that. There's other yep. there's a defensive lineman like, uh, you know, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa. There's some guys who are going to win that award. But uh, Parsons is right there for the overall defense player of the year. I mean, the rookie thing has got to be a slam dunk. Yep. That's uh that's that's good betting by your buddy right there. That's that's well done. Yeah, it helped to be a Cowboys fan in that scenario. Yeah, nothing, nothing like being a homer and actually winning some bets for it, right? Right. Um, right. But uh, anybody else you want to talk about? I feel like you've kind of hit it all. We talked about sneaky stacks. We talked about uh, chalk stacks. We talked about mid range. We talked about expensive guys. We've kind of hit the gamut this week. It's a big slate. I figured we'd go a little longer than normal. Um, last question in the chat from the guy who had the Justin Jefferson issue: uh, Would you start Keenan Allen over Justin Jefferson this week? Oh man, my that's God! Your your by the way, your team is good if that's your decision. Like, geez, that's a stacked, right. That's a stacked roster. Oh man, you know, I don't I, know, Scott. I think I I, I, I start I start for you. I'm not uh, I'm not sitting Justin Jefferson in my fancy playoffs. Is what it comes down to. If I, I if I lose so if I lose I lose, but if I lose because I sat my number two pick stud awesome guy who's been great all year. I, I just couldn't live with myself. And I think I mm-hmm. sleep better at night knowing win or lose. I started Justin Jefferson. I, I wouldn't be able to sleep the other way. Yeah. I think if, if Thielen was playing, I could get behind Allen considering Vikings have, you know, their third string quarterback, but right. as it is, Jefferson's still going to see all the targets. You got to sort of roll with what, with what got you there, you know? Yeah. 
You didn't uh, you didn't prepare a full scouting report on Kellen Mond coming to the podcast? No, I, I didn't. Luckily, that's a Sunday night game, so as, as much as we had breaking news, we didn't really have to deal with it too much aside from a few questions. But uh, that's uh, – it's just – and again, it's one of those things. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, like, well, I'm sure there will be some late breaking news. There will be running back uh, – some cheap running backs may emerge if we get some other COVID list guys some other injuries. So uh, definitely hit us up. There's no no Saturday game this week, so it's all the Sunday 14-game slate. We'll be – we focus on that pretty good. Uh, Ryan's at uh, – it's not on the screen, but uh, R-Y-A-N-B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. I spelled that right, right? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I'm Scott at Scott Jensen, J-E-N-S-T-A-D. Other than that, we've got uh, we got an extra week this week, so I guess we'll be chatting. Uh, we'll be chatting regular season next week, and then we're actually going to do um, as long as you agree and are, are willing to talk to me. We're going to do uh, we do the first two weeks of the playoffs. I think we're going to do the uh, the wild card round, which is now an extra game in there because there's only one team in the bye, and then we'll do the divisional round too. So as long as we have you know you know I think it's seven games that division at the, the wild card weekend, and then four games of the division round. Um, DFS is still pretty big in those weeks, so we'll do we'll do shows in there. So we'll do next week for week 18, which is always a, a strange, crazy week with guys sitting. We'll do the two playoff weeks as long as uh, as long as Ryan's willing to hang with me uh, across the across the water here. Absolutely, I'll be there. Cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. We greatly appreciate that. If you have any um, any uh, questions or anything, hit us up on Twitter. If you can please rate review the podcast, that'd be great. Also, um, other than that, uh, hope everybody has a great uh, great weekend. Thanks to WinBet for their sponsorship all year long. Other than that, hope everybody has a, a really good uh, week seventeen. Hope you win some money and uh, take care. We'll be back at you next week. Have a good yeah. Week. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody.